We've got another hot young comic, and by young I mean the only comic in the city older than me. Please welcome Ari Avimi. Apparently at 51, I'm over the hill already, so that's good to go. It's, it's actually true, I am 51 years old. I could be some of these kids' parents, but I'm at the cusp right now where it's an important time in my life. My girlfriend's getting married this fall. <laughs> and I have a... <laughs> it's true, she is. Um, I might show up, I don't know. But, um, no, but so my girlfriend's getting married this fall, and I have to decide to myself, Am I now, at 51, ready for a long-term relationship? Or am I still that kind of friends with benefits guys? You know, vision, dental care, prescription. <laughs> my first iteration, my first job ever, fresh out of being a young pup, was to be a teacher. Now, I taught middle year, so those are 12, 11, 12-year-old kids. And two times a year, teachers would have to sit down and do the dastardly deed called report cards. Everybody remember your report cards? Well, teachers, we look at those as a really hard way. We had to find really nice ways to say things about really useless children. <laughs> and I want to share with you some of the actual comments from my grade seven report card. Math, shows good computational ability. Strong numeracy, I had no idea what the hell those words meant, but okay, I'll take those, those were good. Phys ed, doesn't sweat much for a fat kid. <laughs> Now, I can imagine what my teacher must have thought trying to find those words, because that was the nicest thing he could say. You know, I didn't sweat much for a fat kid, but if he wrote something really harsh, my helicopter mother would have been in there up and down him, because mom was sure that by the age of 12, I was the next Einstein. I was going to cure cancer. And I was very sure at the age of 12 that I didn't sweat very much for a fat kid. <laughs> what I was very good at, though, was blue sticky tack sculpture. I was the Michelangelo of blue sticky tack. I could make everything. Fort, snowman, that's rookie time. Our health curriculum, I could do everything in the health curriculum. One day, teacher's walking by, she's looking at my sculpture on the desk, she goes, Ari, that's an amazingly detailed kayak. I said, it's true, it was. She goes, but the paddles have a little cut off the end there. I go, I'm Jewish, it's all I know. <laughs> when I was younger, all my friends had really cool pets. Okay, birds or like dogs that would do things, right? Like a dog, you'd throw the frisbee, it would catch it. A ball, you'd throw it, it would bring it back. I had a pet turtle, which was actually the perfect thing for a fat kid because I could keep up for it on walks. <laughs> So one day, I'm out playing in the backyard with my turtle, and I, I looked away for some reason. I don't know, I got distracted, and the turtle ran away. Oh, come on, give me the aw. No. <laughs> so the turtle runs away, and I'm upset, of course. I'm like, my turtle's gone. We made posters, we put them up all around the neighborhood. Dad was driving the car, calling the turtle's name. My brother and I are walking the neighborhood, calling the turtle, and it's just not coming. <laughs> Finally, it starts to get dark, and Mom says, well, I guess we gotta go home, and I'm, well, okay, I'll never see my turtle again. And Mom says, have a seat at the table. She makes some really nice soup. And my older brother, who was traditionally a dickhead, <laughs> was nice enough to said, hey, why did you eat your soup out of my new bowl? <laughs> yeah, that would take a second. <laughs> 
One of the things that I've discovered... <laughs> okay, there's that Doppler joke effect. It just reached over here. All right. <laughs> Welcome to season two of oh, Shruggers. <laughs> Lately, I've been doing a lot of... Like, I've got a love affair with Amazon. I have to admit it. I will just go on there and start searching things for no particular reason. And the other day, Amazon started recommending to me that I should buy a bidet. Now, if you don't know what a bidet is, a bidet is basically a little attachment you add to your toilet, it squirts some water up after you're done, and it washes off your undersides. Now, I have no idea what, al what algorithm I produced that Amazon thought I needed a bidet. <laughs> but I said to myself, in two-day shipping, free returns, four to five customer star review, oh, how can I go wrong? I'll order the damn thing. So I ordered it, and I am now the proud owner of the Lux 100 mechanical, non-electric, cold water bidet. Yeah, you say that quick. For the next two days, every time I drop my pants around my ankles, I'm thinking about this bidet. I am dreaming about this bidet. How chrome-plated handles are going to increase the interior look and style of my bathroom. How its removable spray head will add to its sanitary experience and how their entire customer service team will be standing behind me for 18 months as I enjoy my purchase. <laughs> Finally, the day arrives. It shows up. As promised, simple, easy installation. I put it in. My bowel... Des, go on Amazon, buy yourself a cord, man. <laughs> my bowels are gurgling with anticipation. I am ready to do my duty. I sit down. I get number, drop a nice number two, reach down to the chrome-plated handle, I turn it, and oh my god. The cold jets of water gently washing out the remnants of my high-fiber diet. I'm thinking to myself, why did I wait so long for this thing? This is an experience. I have, I, I'm admitted, I'm admitted, I'm a junkie. I have become a bidet junkie. I will come home after work sometimes, a tough day at the office, or I'll be working out in the yard, and I'll just sneak into the bathroom for a little bit of freshen it up. <laughs> I am so into it, I will forget to take my phone with me to the can sometimes. That's how into it I've gotten. When friends and family come over, I take them on a tour of the bidet. I even, like, I, I'm like the bidet dealer right here. Try it for free. Go ahead. Give it a shot. My biggest concern, though, is that I'm not going to feel that rush anymore that the cold water is just not going to give me the same thrill as it originally did. And maybe I'm going to have to move up to the 200. The 200's got a hot and cold running option water. But what if that doesn't do it for me? Then I'm going to have to go up to the 300. Now the 300 has hot and cold and an air jet to gently dry the boys underneath there. And But what if that doesn't do it? What if I need to go hardcore and mainline the, mainline the 320? The 320 has a scented reservoir. So I can take pine scent and put it in the water. So after I've done washing, it feels like I just took a crap in the woods. I have to tell you, I have not had this much fun alone in the bathroom since I was 16. I want to share you one last thing, and this is a little hard without the uh, without a handle, but I, or a stand. But I'm going to go and do this. As a teacher, I always used to love the summer reading clubs. I absolutely love, you know, you go to the library and they always have a reading club and a plan, but I always thought they never really had books that reflected what kids wanted to read. Oh, let's read Charlotte's Web. Oh, let's read this wonderful book about two kids out in the forest. Yeah, okay, fine. It was all really, really good. Or, or the next 20 Nancy Drew books. Oh, God, whatever. So I put together a list of books that I want my grandchildren and uh, two nieces and nephews to read. So 
The first one is, uh, uh, it's called All, All Alone in the Woods with Scoutmaster Mike. <laughs> and just, and I, I'm not sure if this one is too soon, but I found this one, A Weekend at Kevin Spacey's House. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's too soon for that one. I also think that it's important that in the summer, kids uh, go to Bible camp, but I don't want them to go to Bible camp because, you know, everybody does Bible camp. So I got them this wonderful book. Oops, there we go called A Children's Guide to Death Cults. <laughs> and these are all available on Amazon. You can pick them up as well. And the companion book to this one, of course, is A Good Place to Hide the Body Parts. Because <laughs> what's a death cult without a little human sacrifice to go with it? My oldest nephew's 16, so I had to find a book that he would probably be much more interested in. So I went back to the old classic, Where the Girls Gone Wild Things Are. <laughs> It was one we all grew up with. And on the other end of the coin, my youngest niece is three, and they're planning a trip to the States for the very first time. So I thought this would be a really good one. Your first body cavity search. <laughs> now, uh, which one is it? Oh, yeah. Okay, go this one next. The other thing is, everybody know what STEM is? Science, technology, and math. So we want to keep our kids really up to things. But that's hard to do in the summer, particularly if it rains a lot. So I found this book that would be really good. It's called Pop Goes the Hamster and Other Fun Microwave Games. <laughs> so that's one of my favorites. We're going to be reading that one. Um, <laughs> lastly, so in case anybody, um, if you travel a lot, we have some extended family, you know, doing two years less a day in PA. And uh, I wanted to get some books for them as well. So this is for the startup. It's a trilogy. It's the first one is to... Uh, don't Set Daddy Off. <laughs> the second book in the series for that one is The Night Dad Went to Jail. <laughs> and of course the trilogy and the most important is What to Do While Daddy's Doing Time. <laughs> All available at your local PA library and on Amazon. <laughs> Folks, my name is Ari Vivi. It's been my pleasure. Thank you all.